I said, let's get after it, and I meant it. Your questions and comments. I'm Chris Cuomo. Thank you for subscribing and following here at the Chris Cuomo Project. Look, the beauty of it is I do this not just to you, but for you and about you. So what do you think? What do you like? What do you not like? What do you agree with, disagree with? Let's get after it. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Cozy Earth. Let me tell you, bedding matters. And this isn't just me telling you this. In a recent survey, 7 out of 10 parents said that they get an average of three hours of sleep a night in the baby's first year. Hello, Greg. Now, mommies need quality sleep, and bedding will matter. There are other variables, but here's one that you can control, okay? When we made the switch to Cozy Earth, I noticed the difference. I did not know that fabric or textiles could really be temperature sensitive, meaning if it's cold, they keep you warm. If it's warm, they can kind of cool you off. I did not know that. I know it now because I have Cozy Earth, okay? So this Mother's Day, why don't you treat the mamas in your life to the luxury they deserve with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize her self-care and sleep health? Doesn't she deserve it? Mm-hmm. Don't forget, use my promo code CHRIS at checkout and you get 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Okay? When you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop-down and that will make me very happy. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Done With Debt. Let me tell you, we're all dealing with it, especially in American culture, right? Because we're so credit sensitive. We have so much available credit. People take advantage of it. Often it takes advantage of them. High interest credit cards are real. Loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. Inflation keeps just taking away what you can pay, keeps you stuck in almost a paycheck-to-paycheck existence. Done with debt can be a lifeline. Done with debt has this ingenious new system that gives you a way to deal with debt faster and easier than you probably thought possible. See, Done With Debt analyzes all the debt options that you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills, cut interest rates. They have a skilled staff of negotiators that know how to get debt out of your life, ready? Permanently. Done With Debt has a bunch of experts. They've been doing this and they know the best strategies to reduce and remove debt from your life. But you gotta hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Here's how easy they'll make it. If you go to donewithdebt.com, that's donewithdebt.com, right? D-O-N-E-W-I-T-H-D-E-B-T.com, you can find the answers to your debt problems. Let's start things off with some YouTube comments. We have a lot from the audience, so here we go. This is from your interview with Adam Carolla. Uh, Donald Navy Goat 23 writes, I've watched Tucker for years. He's the only person on Fox who defended you after your firing. Go back and watch the tape. That's not true. Uh, Hannity was supportive as well. And if I were you, uh, I would call, first of all, nobody came after me as much as Tucker Carlson did. 
Okay. Now, do I think he did it gratuitously? Absolutely. Did he do it because it worked with uh, the people who follow him? Yeah. Do I think he says and does most things on that basis? Yeah. Um, do I think that if I were to see him in person, especially right now, he would talk to me the way he talks about me? Absolutely not. Okay. Does that matter to you? I don't know. Should, but maybe not. I also think that you got to think about why they were defending. Uh, defending me, they don't even know me. Defending me as a way of beating up on CNN and showing how uh, this is some manifestation of what the left does that allows them to beat up the left. You know, I mean, I don't see that as as, uh, as angelic or as compassionate as you do. Um, but look, I'm not in the beef business, okay? And I'm not in the animosity business. People give me shit and come at me all the time. I think they do it because it works for them. I think people write nasty shit about me and try to expose me um, in as many ways as they can that are negative because it's clickbait and it works for them. And that's just the, the choice that I've made to be in this business and I got to deal with it. Now we have a bunch from the YouTube comments of people commenting on the YouTube comments video. Tracy Holt wants to know, Chris, how would the House and Senate work with, say, four parties in them? Who would get speaker, et cetera? I don't know. They'd have to make the rules. Look, the upside to having more parties, as you see in a lot of parliamentary systems, are coalitions, deals that lead to the development of actual policy, as opposed to what we have, which is this zero-sum game of they win because they make the other side lose, and they're constantly preaching which side is worse. It's reductive, and it's oppositional for defiance's sake, and it's not making anything better. I mean, look at what we're dealing with. Ethan wants to know, why do you hate Chris Christie so much? I've heard from many people that you continue to ignore Christie's influence. Why not have him on the show? It's very upsetting. Christie has always been good to you. This is demonstrably false. I have had the governor on whenever he has said yes. He has an ABC News contract that keeps him from doing other outlets. I speak to him on the phone. We text uh, on occasion. You know, it's not like we're drinking buddies or anything. I have no animus towards Governor Christie whatsoever. You are confusing me with someone else. This is from Deborah McNaughton. She writes, Chris, your candor is becoming of you. Please know that many of us can relate to your struggles and your perspective makes us all a little bit better. I missed you when you left CNN and I'm grateful you are back in action. Keep up the great job. Thank you very much. Um, I just feel like it's a personal power. Um that I'd rather talk about myself and my vulnerabilities than just have to stick with silence while everybody else gets them wrong. Um, and if I can put purpose to pain, I think that makes it so much easier and makes me feel like there's some more value to all this shit that I read and think about and try to manifest and practice. And what's the shame in it? You know, people will say to me sometimes, oh, you see how the post dragged you about saying you had a drinking problem when all you said was that you were trying to drink less when you were dealing with problems? Look, I don't care. I don't care. If you want to believe bad shit about me, there's always going to be enough out there for you. And I can't make judgments about what I do on the basis of what people are going to do with it. And I get how people who care about me get nervous and don't want me to talk about it. And I do have to be respectful of the interests and feelings of the people who I'm responsible for. But I just don't feel like protecting myself when 
people take shots at you that aren't even true. I might as well talk about what is true. Jerry Jerry writes, Hi, Chris. I used to work at 1285 Avenue of the Americas for 10 years. I saw you every day getting bagel and coffee. I told you once I speak Dutch like your wife. No way. LOL. I don't eat bagels. I was going to say, that's, <laughs> that sounds like of all the things we've heard from these listeners who that may or may not be true, I know you're not a bagel guy. I'm not a bagel guy. My wife does not speak Dutch unless she's pulling something over on me. But... I appreciate you saying hello. I appreciate you remembering me. And I love meeting and talking to people. It really bothers my kids and friends um, because they think that I take too much time doing it. But I appreciate the access to your life and to your awareness. And I feel like, you know, I don't just report for you. I kind of report to you as well. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of feel like, there is a service element to this gig of where I'm doing things as a proxy for you. And I'm very appreciative of that opportunity. So it's nice meeting you. I'm glad we talk. Um, and I hope I see you again. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from AG1. Man, oh man, if you are a listener, you know how I feel about Athletic Greens, okay? AG1 has been a go-to for me for years. Why? It's easier. It's price effective. And it's better. Instead of all the different bottles and how many pills and at what time and in what combinations, they did all the research so I could have complete confidence in my routine. One and done, man. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs. Gut optimization, stress management, immune support. So for me, I really combined all of these different needs into one one, which became AG1, right? Every scoop, probiotics, the digestive enzymes for gut support, magnesium, which is big for me, B vitamins, energy support, adaptogens. They're all in there in the right levels, right combinations to help support immune health. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs every day. And that's why they've been a partner for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. If you try AG1, you're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2, and you're going to get five free AG1 travel packs. That's just with the first purchase. So go to drinkag1.com slash ccp. Drinkag1.com slash ccp. Check it out. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Prize Picks. Prize Picks, man, if you like DFS, this is the way to go. America's number one fantasy sports app. Three million members. Why? Easy, exciting, plenty of action. Makes watching the sports, makes watching the players more fun. You just pick more or less on two or more player stats. And if you're any good, winnings roll in. And now you can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn 100 into 10,000. You can turn 10 bucks into 1,000. Basketball, hockey, college, you know, all the different entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. You ready to get started with Prize Picks? Download the app today. Use code CCP. You'll get a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, 
Download the app today. Use the code CCP. You get a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Okay, now we're going to take some listener calls. Hi, Chris. This is Renee. I was just calling because I don't have an issue with the fact that we're letting migrants come into our country as long as they follow the rules. But the thing that concerns me for America is that we have our own homeless people here that we can't even take care of or fund or have so many people that don't have homes and places to live or jobs. And we're letting tens and thousands of people come back into, come into our country and we can't even take care of the people that we have here. I'd like to know your thoughts on that. I think two things can be true at once. And I think you can do more than one thing at a time. I would beware the idea of it's a zero sum that you know, for the homeless to get help, the migrants can't come in. You have another category of people that you're ignoring right now, which are people who are able-bodied and capable of working who are deciding not to. Millions of them in a society with millions of unfilled jobs. Now, the answer is to different degrees, that's always been the case, that there are certain Americans that don't want to do the jobs, and that's why we've always needed fresh blood. The problem with your analysis, and it's an understandable one and a common one, is that it benefits from or it is colored by this idea that migrants are bad and takers because of what you've heard about what they do to emergency rooms and people not paying taxes. That's as much about the people who employ them as any of their behaviors themselves as migrants in this country. Uh, And I don't see it that way. Two things can be true at once. We're not protecting the border from illegal incursion. We're not processing at the speed that we need to or the way we need to. Our rules don't reflect the realities of what should allow someone to fight for asylum, plead asylum. And we are not building the facilities to keep the people so that we don't have to do catch and release, which is ridiculous. And we're not making the alliances with the countries where these people are coming from to get more processing done there. These are not my ideas. These are not big brain ideas. This is a situation where the problem is better than the solution for the politics so that they can talk people like you into a position where you see taking care of the homeless as a trade-off with having migrants come into the country. When, you know, with the homeless, you're dealing with people who are fundamentally in need and broken and probably not job ready day one whereas most of the migrants are. So they're not not talking about the same level of what they can give and what they need. But you can do two things at once. Why don't we do that? Chris, this is Michael calling from Daytona Beach, Florida. My big concern or my big projection is that the election is going to be won on two issues, abortion and gun control and the elimination of assault weapons. Those two issues are going to catapult Joe Biden into office. I don't think so, but you could be right. Those are culture wars, really. I do think that reproductive rights may be a situation for the right slash far right of the dog that caught the car, because it certainly has energized a lot of women to feel that, holy cow, these guys made a move on me here and took something away from me. That wasn't their right to do. And even if it was their right to do, it wasn't right that they did it. So that could be in play. But when you look at the list of things that people care about on the national scene, these issues have to be forced into relevancy. 
whereas their pocketbook issues and the primary concerns for their families and their security usually motivate the vote first and foremost. So it would be more likely that it would be pocketbook, economic, national security, those kinds of issues that are at the forefront before these. Now, we'll see how Biden uses them if he's the nominee. But, you know, I've heard this said so many times that people have had it with the violence and that they want something done and that that's the only way to do it is to vote. I've never seen it bear out. So we'll see if you're right. And we'll see soon. Hey, Chris, it's your number one fan. I just wanted to say congratulations for reaching 100K subscribers on YouTube. I'm so happy for you. And I continue to watch the Chris Cuomo project. It's something that I look forward to watching. And it's something that makes my nights. And I just hope that your YouTube channel continues to grow. So, yeah, congratulations. Okay, bye. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate your excitement, and I hope that you're right, and that the reach and the resonance continues, because that's why we're doing it, trying to be valuable to as many people as possible uh, in as many ways as possible, and working with you and the team to try to find that sweet spot of what works and what helps because that's the whole point of this. And I'm happy that you're happy because that's the goal is to be of value to people like you. So thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity and uh, thank you for the feedback. I appreciate it. That was a nice call. It was. Okay. It got- took me by surprise. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just making sure that I'm, I'm dropping in the nice ones so that you can, you can hear. And she, th- this uh, caller has also called before and and serenaded our voicemail account. Really? Yeah. I do think it's also instructive that you note when you put in a nice call. <laughs> I, I'm trying desperately to balance this out because I don't, I'm not trying to put in only mean calls. I'm trying to put in things that people pose questions or challenge your points of view. You were the one who told me when we started I, this, I, I don't want to hear that. just love. I don't want to hear- true. That's absolutely true. And it should be an easy job. One, because I'm provocative for people for whatever reason. And two, um, I think people are more inclined to comment on things that they're pissed about than that they, you know, like or are mildly interested in. I think that it's an extreme inclination. All right. Well, here's here's another nice one. Um, I really... You know, I've been listening to you for years. I really do think that with Donald Trump, with the Russia, Russia, and all those stuff, you should really look into apologizing and, um, you know, be a man about it. You know, um, your father taught you to be a man. He spoke more direct. He wasn't a coward. Um, you don't get that impression. I hope you... Um, Stand up one day and be a man and, and see what CNN did to you. And you know what? And say, you know what? Perhaps I was being led and uh, misguided. And, and Be a man. No shame in your game, huh? Um, I really think that you should check yourself uh, about talking to somebody about what makes him a man or doesn't make him a man. Because let me tell you something. If you think it makes you a man because you swallow what they're feeding you in Trump land, 
about how everything that was done to him was corrupt and the FBI was just out to get him because they're a lefty agency. I've been doing this 25 years. I have never, until Trump, heard anyone discuss the FBI as being a lefty outfit. And let me tell you, you guys are only worried about what the FBI does when the outcome matches your politics. You weren't upset about what the FBI was leaking about when the race between DeSantis and Gillum was close and all of a sudden they started leaking about Gillum and it helped DeSantis in the race every bit as much as Trump's magic wand of sending the FBI down there for the magical uh, election irregularities that he was just lying to you about. None of that bothers you. But you want me to apologize? I'm going to say this for the 50th time. I don't think you watched my coverage, okay? I had problems with impeachment because if you weren't going to get him with something that was ugly and obvious, there was going to be political payback and backlash. I said it to Schiff on my show early on. Check it. The dossier, I took it for what the intelligence people were taking it for, just like everybody else, okay? And I qualified it every step of the way, just like everybody else who was doing the job. And the idea that because they didn't find a crime, he didn't do anything wrong, one, they did find crimes. The back of that report by Mueller was filled with a number of things he felt or his team felt warranted criminal investigation of anybody else except a sitting president because of the reckoning of the Office of Legal Counsel. So I don't know why you guys keep repeating this bullshit that people feed to you. Now, do I believe that the investigators got things wrong and overreached and were overzealous? Yeah, that's on them, not on me for reporting it. And I reject the idea that Trump and his boys did nothing wrong, and not just because three dozen of them or whatever were caught to be lying or convicted of crimes or pleaded guilty, which you just gloss over, like, well, they all just did it because they were being threatened. Oh, okay. Because they didn't have lawyers or anything like that, right? They all did nothing. And if you don't think that Manafort and his son-in-law and his son taking a meeting with a guy who says, hey, I got contacts within Russia that can get you dirt, wasn't a wrong thing to do, that who Carter Page was with and Papadopoulos was with, that mixing with those kinds of people didn't raise legitimate political malpractice questions, not illegal. I never said illegal. Collusion is a behavior, not a crime, except in securities law. I do not doubt my reporting and my perspective on this at all. And I am one of the few, certainly on CNN, who was saying, I don't think they should be doing this. I was not pushing for impeachment either time because I thought it was going to be unsatisfying because you would never remove the guy because you wouldn't have the votes and it would be a waste of time and would dig a deeper hole politically. I got the arguments as to why it was worth it, but that's not where I was. You've got the wrong guy. I want to point out that he said, be a man repeatedly. Uh, this man didn't leave his name. Yeah, because he doesn't want to live by what he's putting on me. It's a very common male attribute. Faux macho. Um, and look, that's okay. You're just wrong. Now, is there a chance in hell that you will hear this, do the research and say, oh, you know what? I got him confused with like, uh, you know, some of those mutts on MSNBC or somebody else on CNN. 
Uh, no, because I don't think that you're capable of doing what you want me to do, which is to look at the man who raised you and say, you know what? I'm better than this. I'm going to stand up and say, I shouldn't have judged this guy this way. It wasn't my decision whether or not they investigated the president. And it certainly wouldn't have been reasonable for me not to cover it. I never concluded anything that got ahead of where the reporting was. And I was, as much as anybody, which you can criticize me for, and many did, questioning whether or not they should have done it to begin with. He also didn't leave his email address or phone number, so you can't send him merch. Yeah, I'm not sending you anything. Thank you for the questions and comments. Just because I don't like them doesn't mean I don't appreciate them. I take the positive. I try to take them more. I certainly focus on the negative, so keep them coming. Be well. Take care of yourself. Take care of the people you care about. Wear your independence. Be a critical thinker. Be a free agent. That's our best chance of getting out of this destructive party system. I'll see you on News Nation, 8P, 11P, every weekday night. Thank you for giving us a chance. 